Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is a really exciting episode because it's a tipsy episode. Um, I'm not drunk and I would, I am that person that I will be the first to tell you when I'm drunk, (laughs) but, um, I am having a little beverage here with me and I poured quite a tall one on purpose because I do feel like I don't care who you are. If you're in a happy, comfortable position and you start drinking you're just going to be significantly more honest, right? Liquid courage. And it's not like I'm not honest. I just feel like I'm more willing to be more raw when I've had a little bit to drink. And I knew I was going to be making this episode tonight. Uh, It's nighttime where I am. I know for you, it might be morning. If you listen to this in a similar time zone to when it's posted and where it's posted from, But um, it's a bit of a a tipsy cast, if you will. Um, I am drinking a large glass of Sauvignon Blanc. And prior to this, I had a toasted marshmallow Bud Light seltzer. But that was a few hours ago. And I had like dinner in between. So I almost don't count that. (laughs) But uh, I did pour myself like probably almost the size of like two and a half glasses because I was like, nah, this is the only glass I'm having. And I want to have a, I want to have a fun time answering questions. So that's what we're doing today. We're doing kind of like a, I don't know why I'm calling it a tipsy Q and a, because it's really not, (laughs) I doubt I will get tipsy throughout this. I'm that person that when I start talking, I'll make like a coffee or a tea to sit down and record the podcast. And then by the time that the episode is over, my coffee or my tea is like freezing cold because I haven't sipped any of it because I've been talking the whole time. So (laughs) I don't even know if I'll get to finish this during the episode, but I don't know. I just wanted to have a cozy glass of wine, answer some questions and just hang out. So I would encourage y'all if you're listening to this in the evening or, you know, whatever time, I don't judge your life. Uh, if you want to make some tea, have some wine, some hot chocolate, some coffee, get a little cozy beverage and let's hang out. So I'm answering questions from y'all today from Instagram. If you don't follow me, I highly encourage it. Not just because hello, I'm fabulous, Uh, but Um, this is often where I pull questions from. I will ask on Instagram and Instagram is the, is the platform aside from YouTube and Patreon that I hands down use the most. Uh, I use it way more than I use TikTok. Um, it's like the only platform that I really love. So, um, and I don't, I don't have a Twitter, like I don't have Twitter. I don't have Snapchat. Um, I don't even know what else is out there. I don't do Facebook. So Instagram and TikTok technically are really the best places to be, but I often take questions from Instagram. So, um, the first question that we have first, let's, let's take a little sip, a little cheers. Okay. I'm going to cheers y'all virtually. Okay. All right. That was my fingernail tapping the glass like a cheers, but you got it. Hmm. Ooh, that's a good Sauvignon Blanc. Um, 
The first question comes from Anisi underscore, and they said, do you feel at home yet? And how are you? So I love this question. Thank you so much for asking, asking something so, I don't even want to say personal, but so like kind, I feel like often people will ask questions, but not always think of the creator. So it's really nice of you. Thank you. Um, I feel like I'm doing a lot better. I know that I, I did a mental health update recently, um, but that was filmed quite a while ago there. This moving process was definitely really hard, like hard for my mental health, hard for my physical health. Like it, I will never move the way that we did ever again. Um, I will hire a packing company. I will hire a moving company. I don't care how much money I have to pay out of pocket to do that. I will never move that way again. Um, it was honestly kind of miserable and my deepest sympathy is with those of you that move constantly or have like military spouses or in the military and have to move yourselves and your families all the time. I don't know how people do that. I, I am such a creature of habit and comfort that going to a totally new town, a totally new space, don't get me wrong. I think if I wasn't in the middle of my own, like hell in my Saturn return and like having a mental health crisis right now, I shouldn't even say mental health crisis because I don't feel like I'm currently in crisis, but I definitely was not during the move, but prior to the move. So it's whatever comes after the mental health crisis when you don't feel totally better, but you're not in crisis mode. Um, survival, I guess, maybe I wouldn't even say I would call it. Sur well, maybe, maybe survival, at least mentally. Um, I wouldn't like, it might just be a lot of that that's coming, that came out with the move as well. Like past me would have been enthralled to go to a new city where I don't know the lay of the land to learn everything new. And me right now is dying to be comfortable. I'm like, I just want to know every bump in the road. I want to know the lay of the land where I live. I want to have my house like make so much sense that I'm not reaching in the kitchen for drawers that aren't there because that was the setup of my old house. Like I'm so ready to be comfortable. I hate being a beginner and learning new things. It's not even that I hate to learn. It's like, I hate being bad at things. And I think a lot of people with major Virgo placements get this. Um, I have a lot of Virgo energy in my charts. I'm actually like most of my chart is mercurial. Like I'm very mercury ruled, even though mercury is not my ruling planet. Technically Jupiter is if we're going by rising signs, which that's how you find out your ruling planet. But if you're going by like percentages, my chart has the most mercury in it over everything else. Um, and we're in a mercury in retrograde when I'm filming this. Um, and it has been probably the hardest mercury retrograde that I could recall in recent history. Um, like I would say within the last like three to five years, I think this has been the worst Mercury retrograde I've ever experienced. And a lot of people are reporting that like other astrologers are also saying that this one was particularly harsh. But in any case, to answer your question, do I feel at home yet? Yes and no. <laughs> I do feel like my actual home, like my apartment where I'm living, I do feel like this space is starting to resemble a home. I am planning to vlog at some point. The only reason I haven't vlogged my new space, like maybe by the time this episode's out, there might be a vlog out. Um, if there is, I'll definitely link it for you. 
the only reason I haven't vlogged yet is that I can't find my camera battery charger. Can't find it anywhere. I think I'm going to have to order a new one. Um, I can't find the camera battery charger for my point and shoot camera, my vlogging camera. And I would love to be vlogging. Like I feel like my space has really come together quite quickly. Um, my bedroom is not totally set up, but a lot of it is put together. My living room and kitchen look gorgeous. Like I literally have my dream living room set up right now. Um, like the couch is in the perfect position. I have a China cabinet. I have a six person table that actually fits in the space. And if y'all didn't know this about me, my favorite thing in the entire world is to cook dinner and host people. I love doing that. And thankfully I have a couple of vaccinated friends in the area that don't really go out either. So, uh, we get to spend time together cooking dinner and they come over to our house and it's just, ugh, it's so nice. It's so nice to be in that kind of an environment with people that I really love and trust. Um, and we're doing like a whole Samhain feast uh, at the end of October, which it will already be after October when you hear this, but like, I'm just so excited. So yes, in terms of inside my house, I do feel like things are starting to feel like a home. There's a few things that still need to be done. It's not 100% unpacked yet, but we're mostly done. Like the things that we brought with us, I would say that we are 95% unpacked. But because this is a different space, we need like different storage items and different things to fill the space because we have more space than we used to. So I don't feel like it's totally done because there are just more things like we've been to Ikea, I think three times in the last week. Um, nightmare, by the way, just a nightmare. Um, but outside of my house, I do not feel like this is home. I do not feel like Washington is home. I actually feel really out of place and really uncomfortable here. And I hate to say that because I have wanted to move to the Pacific Northwest for most, if not all of my adult life. And I'm not even saying that I regret it. I don't regret it. I don't regret moving here and I don't think I will leave. It's not that I don't think I will grow to love it. It's that right now I'm very uncomfortable because it's a new town. It's a new town. I don't know the roads. I don't know the freeways. I don't know where everything is. And that is very stressful to me. But I think as I start to get used to my town and neighboring towns, I do think that it will feel like home. I just think that when it comes to change, I'm somebody that has to adapt to change very slowly. I can't just be like, oh, this feels correct. I mean, sometimes that's the case. It depends on what it is. But right now, I don't feel like Washington feels like home. And that's actually like it makes me kind of sad because I don't know what I expected to feel when I got here. But I wouldn't even say that it feels off. I just don't feel comfortable yet. And I am a creature of comfort. Um, and then how am I, I would say if I could give myself an emotional feeling set point at the moment, I don't want to say I'm okay. Cause I feel like that's such a boring answer. <laughs> I'm not unhappy. I'm not, but I'm not like over the moon either. And I think that's, again, it has to do with my level of comfort and I think moving because I have been dealing with a mental health crisis on top of it, it has just been a really hard time. And 
I feel like maybe the timing could have been better, but at the same time, I had no reason to stay in Utah. I couldn't, like my husband, a week before we left, I was really stressed out and he was like, Chloe, we don't have to go. We could cancel everything right now and we do not have to go. And when I thought about it that way, there was nothing keeping me where I was and I didn't have a good reason to stay. So I think right now things will be comfortable and I will grow to love it. And I do think that it will become home, but right now I'm still settling and I just don't feel it yet. But I think as I find my corner of the world, as I study the places, as I go to the beaches, as I go to the forests and, you know, I think it will become that very quickly. So I hope that answers your question. It's kind of a long winded. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm drinking. So I feel like you get the long winded answers. Hmm. Um, the same person also asked, do you ever have some kind of visions? Um, it depends on what you mean by visions. Like I think everybody kind of has a different definition of how they experience visions. Um, I kind of say that like, there are a few different kinds. Like some people actually see literal physical visions. Some people see visions like through their third eye, um, I would say yes, just to answer your question, like plainly, yes, I do have like premonition and like actual visions. It's usually more through my third eye versus physically the way that like, I can't think of a good TV example, <laughs> but I would say to answer your question, yes, um, but it doesn't happen very often. And usually it is during tarot card readings. Um, the next question comes from Eternal Sam Nation. They said, what do you feel has been the best lesson this last year or to have you, you or to have given you? Um, the best lesson the last couple of years have given me. <sighs> That's a deep question. <laughs> I mean, I think... Something that I have really grown to learn, and I'm still in the process of learning, is you really do get to pick and choose your beliefs. Meaning, there's always going to be somebody that has a counter opinion to what you think. Like, I'm trying to think of a good example. I've been running into this a lot lately, too. Like, okay, for example... I've been reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which I think is a phenomenal book. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, I'm not done with it. I think I have about 100 pages left, but I've read it very quickly. And I haven't gotten this absorbed in a book in quite some time. Um, maybe The Mountain Is You. I read that one pretty fast too. But um, with Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, I read this, or I am reading this, and there was this one section that she talked about like being a cream cheese mom. And basically it was about like they were on a rotation for their kids school or soccer games or something. And out of every like so many weeks, a mom is supposed to bring cream cheese and bagels and like juice and stuff. And one of the moms said, Hey, 
the kids have been unsatisfied with the cream cheese options. There's a local cream cheese place that does five different kinds. Can you just get all of them and bring them? And Glennon Doyle's response was more like, well, we need to teach our kids to like be grateful for what they have and make sure that they're fed. Like, and though, yes, I could totally see the point to that. This is where my counter example comes in. Like, what if your kid is lactose intolerant? What if your kid um, has an allergy to chives and like somebody only brought chive cream cheese? What if, like, do you see what I'm saying? There's always like some people see the world one way and there's always going to be room. I guess that's really what I'm getting at is there is always room for more empathy. There is always room for more space. And this is a lesson I feel like I've actually learned throughout my life. But here's where I say that I've learned it more in the last couple of years. Whenever I feel like I am certain of something, and this can also be to my detriment, Whenever I think I'm certain of something, I feel like I always find the counter example. And I'm always like, well, shit, I guess I can't think that way. And it's really hard to hold like two opposing opinions of everything. And I honestly, it's, I think it's part of what has led me into my like existential crisis, which is what I'm calling my mental health crisis because it has led me into a lot of existential thinking, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm still seeing a therapist. Like we're, I do feel better, um, but not a hundred percent. And I think that that is something that really, I think in some ways you could say it's beautiful because you can pick and choose your beliefs, but in, again, being on the other end of that, it can be really unsettling and it becomes, okay, well, what is the truth then? And is there a truth? Do we even have certain truth? And I think that has probably been one of the most beautiful and terrifying things that I have had to work through, especially over the last like six months. <laughs> it has been a difficult process to work through. And I'm sure I've learned other things, but that was the best I could give you on the fly. <laughs> so Paige Bayou says, what led you to discover your love for spirituality? I've talked about this a few times, Paige. And the number one thing that I will say, though I almost kind of say it begrudgingly, <laughs> is I really think spirituality started from birth with me. And I say that because I was indoctrinated, which I do not believe it anymore. No hate for those of those of y'all that do. But um, I was indoctrinated from birth to be Mormon. And I'm not Mormon now. I haven't been Mormon for about 10 years, I'm going to say. And when I was raised Mormon, spirituality was very praised. That, that was how I became the golden child, at least in my mother's eyes growing up, was I was very praised for my spirituality and my dedication to faith. And I say it begrudgingly because I also see how much Mormonism robbed me from growing up and how many experiences I didn't let myself have, like... To give you an example, because, you know, we're all caps Chloe over here and we have no filters on the podcast. I feel like even the first time that I had sex with my partner, which like my one and only and my current partner are the same, but 
I felt so guilty, even though it was a beautiful experience. I know most people can't say that about their first time, but mine was actually really positive. And we both really did love each other and we'd waited like quite a while. And I felt so much religious guilt and shame that I couldn't even enjoy that process or be awoken to that experience until many years down the line. And so I see where it was kind of fucked up too. Like there was a lot, there's a lot in Mormonism that I just really, I don't want to say I have a chip on my shoulder because I also understand that it was done with pure intentions, but sometimes intention only gets you so far with stuff like that. And I think my love for spirituality in truth did start there. However, it has evolved. I don't, like I said, I'm no longer Mormon. I don't do organized religion whatsoever. It's honestly part of the reason, and this is not a knock on Wicca. I think Wicca is a beautiful way of living your life, truly. If I was ever going to go down a religious path, it would probably be more like Wicca. But that's like part of the reason I'm a witch and I'm not a Wiccan is I felt like Wicca for me was too many rules. And that was how I felt about organized religion. And so I do feel like that was really where it all started, though. My love of spirituality and having that spiritual relationship with God, the universe source, it started in a religious place. Um, the next question is from Ruth. M. Borg, and they said, would you like to create your own oracle or tarot decks? Yes. Uh, when I think about my long-term vision for like my life, I see myself writing books, creating oracle decks, creating tarot decks, and like running retreats, workshops, and public speaking. That's like the direction I'm headed. And I don't think that means I'm just going to like stop making YouTube videos or podcasts or things like that. I think I would still do these things. I just might have to have a bigger team behind me helping me edit. I already feel like I want to say hopefully from the jump of 2022, I would really like to actually hire on like a full time long form editor that does tarot stuff for me. Because not to say that I won't do all the recording, all the setup, but I'm at the point where I want to dedicate more of my time to writing because y'all I'm just, I'm caught, I'm speaking it into existence. I'm getting published. Like I have not met with a publisher. I don't have anybody lined up. I refuse to self publish. I want to sell to a publisher. I've done a lot of research into it and that is the route that I want to go and speaking it into existence, I'm going to publish a book and mark my words, she will be a New York Times bestseller. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I'm already working on the first draft and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, but that's what I see myself doing. I would love to like write books and have Oracle decks and tarot decks. I already have a few concepts for both an Oracle deck and a tarot deck that I would love to see come to life with like the right artist. And ultimately, I don't want to have to do it myself, if that makes sense. I would rather off board everything and like, even if that means I have to give up some creative freedom, I would but 
I feel like ultimately I would prefer somebody else do the printing, the pressing, the shipping. I don't want to do those things. Unless I had a team doing all of that, I don't want to do that part. I feel like that sounds exhausting and it's like work that I don't want to do. And that's part of the reason it probably hasn't happened yet is because I would prefer to do it through a third party. Um, I think it's awesome to people that can put all their time and energy into doing it themselves. I just don't want to spend my time that way. Um, then we have a question from Cosmic Carms. I want to start charging for my tarot readings. Where do I start? Um, I'll tell you what I did. It might work for you. It might not. I actually started on discord. Um, I had a discord server. You could also start with Instagram. I know some people have success with that, but here's the thing. Cosmic cosmic. I think it's cosmic arms. Is that, am I saying it wrong? Or is it supposed to be cosmic charms? Maybe I'm sorry if I'm, I'm butchering your name. I'm just going to call you cosmic. Okay. Cosmic. Here's the thing. I had a platform already. I had gaming on YouTube and I used my discord in gaming. I had a section in that discord where it was tarot readings and people could commission those readings from me. And I started with private readings and I don't offer those anymore. I don't do that anymore. Mostly because I find that energetically, it's not, again, how I like to spend my time. I prefer to help the masses. I kind of like that song, Thunder, by Imagine Dragons, where he says, um, people, people laughing in my classes while I was scheming for the masses. Like, I... Definitely like an intimate setting, but I prefer the masses. I would prefer to public speak. I would prefer, I want to hit like a larger audience versus one-on-one. -on -one. That's just where I feel I thrive the best and my energy is the best spent. I think I was literally like incarnated for that purpose and that's why it feels more comfortable. Not to say that I could never do one-on-one, -on -one, but Anyway, I don't know why I'm explaining myself. My point to this is I already had a platform, so that made it easier for me. And I recognize that. But I also built a platform originally. So if you felt up to it, I would encourage you to start on YouTube and build a platform first so that you can actually get people that want to come to you for readings, because that's going to be your hardest part is actually finding people that want to commission readings. So if you already have somewhat of an audience, it will be a lot easier. Um, now we have how's living in Washington going. What's your fave part about it so far? Hope you're both enjoying it. Oh, thank you so much, Chrissy. I appreciate that. Um, how's living in Washington? It's a little scary. <laughs> it's a little scary just because I'm not used to it. I feel like a, a fresh newborn baby straight up out of the womb. And I feel like a fetus walking around here. And I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But my favorite thing about it, if I could say something that like, I just love about being here so far is I love that when I drive, not even too far, the ocean, it's just there. Like I am just like next to ocean water. I am next to like bays and inlets. And like, I've never lived this close to water in my life. Like I've lived next to like the nasty Utah Lake, which is gross. They don't even let you swim in it because it's a nasty lake, but I've never lived this close to like salt water. And the, the also the forest, like the trees 
I can't even explain them because they blew me away. I was like, holy shit, these trees are huge and they're beautiful and they're green and evergreens are my favorite. I love pine trees. Um, but definitely the scenery for sure is my favorite thing. Um, and also like the weather so far, I haven't lived a summer here yet, so I'll let you know how it goes in the summer, but the weather is amazing. It's like beautiful, perfect fall weather every single day. It rains literally almost every day, but not always all day. Like we still get pockets of sunlight and it's just, I love it. I love it so much. The weather is great. I get to light my fireplace every day. It's like cozy autumn vibes 24 seven. Now it is autumn currently, so we'll see how it develops over time, but currently I love it. <laughs> Um, how do you include witchcraft for your health example? I have multiple cellulosis part two and would like to include the craft to help me, but don't know where to start. I feel like I'm not the right person to ask this question only because this is something I don't typically dabble in. Um, I've done like charm spells and things for my cats, but also gotten the medical attention at the same time. But for myself, I don't think I've ever done witchcraft for, and I'm not saying I wouldn't, and I'm definitely not saying it doesn't work. I just kind of believe in balancing holistic health, witchcraft, and like spirituality and seeking medical attention. I think that we need all of it. So I don't even know if I'm the right person to ask because I've never done it. I've never done it that way. But if you find anything interesting, definitely tell me about it. Shoot me a DM. Um, HCWN 2002, how do I know when to stop asking for something to avoid over manifesting? Honestly, HCW, I feel like the most important thing you have to remind yourself is you are allowed to ask and manifest and script and pray and do as much as you want. There is no limit. However, if you start to feel uncomfortable, if it starts to upset you because you're thinking about it too much, that's when you should slow down. There's no rule book on this. You could literally script every single day and it's not going to increase or decrease your chances necessarily. The only, because manifestation is not a chance thing. It is an aligning your energy thing. And so if you feel like you're getting out of alignment because of this, that's when I would stop doing it or take a break. But ultimately there's no rule book and every person it's going to be different. Just pay attention to how you feel. Uh, sneaky Satan. That's a beautiful name. I love it. Um, best places to learn tips for beginner in spirituality or witchcraft. I feel like I give this answer all the time, <laughs> but, and people hate that I give this answer. I've gotten a lot of criticism privately for this and a couple of things. Number one, y'all have heard me talk about this extensively. I don't think that in order to be open to people's information, let me take a sip of wine for this actually. I don't think personally that in order to pay attention to the information that people give us, we have to be 110% all for them. We have to like worship the ground they walk on and believe everything that they say. I think we can take good information and delete the rest. Like 
And I think that that honestly kind of goes hand in hand with cancel culture as well. Like I don't support or believe in cancel culture. I think it's actually really hurtful to society. I don't think it actually helps people grow. And if anything, it stops people's ability to grow and change. And instead it just shames them literally into a hole where maybe they don't ever even feel like they're worthy of seeking help or change or growth. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because when I first dabbled into witchcraft, the first book that I read, which is extremely controversial, and I totally understand why, and I respect that, was Witch by Lisa Lister. This book I loved. However, and I say this every time because I fully agree with why people have a problem with it, um, it doesn't include men. It basically insinuates that like men can't be witches. And if you don't have a bleeding uterus, so if you're trans, basically you can't be a witch or she doesn't say those things blatantly that I recall, but I feel like it is heavily insinuated. And I agree. That's highly fucking problematic and we should not support that. However, not only has she stated that herself, the author, like if you go to her website, she blatantly states that in her FAQ that she doesn't have the authority to tell people who's a witch, who's not a witch based on the parts that you have or how you identify. And I'm not saying that that makes it better and all should just be forgiven. But again, I don't think we give people enough credit to actually make change and grow and learn differently. And on top of that, I don't agree with her approach in that book. And I don't think I did back then either, but I think the rest of the information in that book was brilliant and it was really well put together. And I liked a lot of the stuff that I learned. And even though I know different now, four years into my practice, I, even though I know differently now, that was the gateway that led me into wanting to know more. It made me feel very comfortable to learn about witchcraft in that way, even though I have shifted my perspective since then. And even though I didn't wholeheartedly agree with it then, I've even shifted my perspective more so now, but I can't deny the value that that book gave me. And that's why I always say, I don't think we have to cancel somebody or be like, no, everything you say is trash. Um, or just totally devalue everything that's there because I think in some ways it can be helpful. And that also kind of goes back to that lesson I was talking about a few questions back where there's always going to be a counterpoint to everything. Like you get to pick and choose your belief system because there's always going to be a counterpoint. There really is no truth. Every truth is kind of true in its own way. And it's also up to like, the beholder of that truth. I don't know. Now we're getting all philosophical and it's getting complicated. Chloe's been drinking wine. Okay. <laughs> but my point to that is that was really where I started. Um, but if you don't want to go into like witchcraft and maybe you're more interested in like uh, astrology or something like that, I highly recommend Yasmin Bolin's book, Moonology. I think it's an incredible book. I have studied that book backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And I think it's a really great basic level guide to moon cycles, tracking the moon and working with astrology to actually plan out your life a little bit more. And I have used basically the techniques in that book for, excuse me, the last four years. And it works every time. 
So that's just like another really great resource. I feel like I feel like witchcraft and moon stuff kind of go hand in hand. So uh, really great read. Um, was there anything else I wanted to say about that? I feel like also just go with whatever you feel pulled to. If you feel really called to some kind of practice specifically, read more about it. Um, you know, obviously don't like culturally appropriate, don't like get into things that are not for you, but it's really important to me to be respectful of practices, but also to educate before just dumping it yourself in head first. So a quick Google search, learning about what books you could pick up or see if any your local library has anything. Uh, I also really like Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. I think that's a really good one for like herb magic, magic and creating your own spells. It's just like a good reference tool. Uh, those are some things just off the top of my head. Uh, Haley does tarot. I love that name says not a question. Just want to say how much you inspire me. You empower me every day. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Haley. I appreciate you so much. Uh, purple and purple entifal. And I apologize if I'm saying that wrong said, Oh my God, I have to say, I see you. I appreciate you. I feel you. You are so loved. Keep shining Chloe. Oh my God. Why are y'all being so nice? What the hell? Um, thank you so much. They also said when going through a change, what was the hardest thing to learn to let go, <sighs> to let go and to, to surrender to the feeling. If you are feeling really anxious allow the anxiety to be there. That has, and I don't know if that will work for everybody. I'm just sharing my personal experience. So use caution there, of course. Um, but even when I have started to have panic attacks again, like I started to have one two weekends ago for the first time since June. And I just said to myself, okay, panic, go ahead. Like I, I didn't like challenge it like that. I wasn't so direct. I was like, okay, I see you. You can be here. And I immediately stopped panicking. It's that, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's those feelings that keep us stuck and make us continue to repeat the cycle. So I feel like that is the hardest thing to learn to just let go and allow. Uh, how is your meditation practice coming along? Oh my gosh. Purple. Same person asking more questions. Um, terribly. I don't think I've meditated in like three weeks. <laughs> I really need to get back in it. Thank you for reminding me. I'm going to add that to my list tomorrow. Uh, maybe even tonight. Shoot. Uh, purple also asked, are you still writing? And yes, yes, I am. I actually have been doing the artist's way. I talked about it recently in a podcast where you write three pages every day. And I am gearing up this year to do NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. And my goal for this year is, and I just got the goosebumps when I said it, so I know I'm going to do it. Um, my goal for this year is by the end of NaNoWriMo to have a first draft of my book done and to get into polishing it to sell it to a publishing house. I am like dead set that I will manifest this book being published. Like I kind of have a publication date in mind as well. And I'm not going to reveal that until I'm ready, but this book isn't even fully written. And I already believe that it's possible. I think that's, this is what I say when I, when I talk about like following passions lead, this is the shit I'm talking about. You're listening to me talk about this in real time when it's happening in my life. Like 
writing this book, I have no doubt in my mind that I'll be able to sell it to a publishing house. I have no doubt in my mind that it will not be a bestseller. I have no doubt in my mind. Like, I just know I was born to do this. Like, that might sound insane or super big headed or super egotistical to some people. I hope it sounds inspiring because that's what I'm going for. But I believe it. I believe it wholeheartedly. I've written since I was a child and it's taken me a long time to come back to writing and to find my voice again. And I think everything I've been through has been a really big part of the process in getting there. And I'm telling y'all, you're going to be able to get that book. I, I don't, I mean, I'm again, I don't want to reveal the date that I have in mind. That's I'm going to keep to myself, but it, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. So yes, to answer your question, Purple, I am still writing. I am still working on my book. I have way more lined up for it than I have probably ever, meaning I have like more of an outlined criteria of what I'm writing. I know what the main metaphor is going to be. I know kind of loosely what titles I'm thinking about. Um, I, I can even see in my third eye, as we talked about visions earlier, I can see this book cover. I know what it's going to look like. And as this kind of unfolds more over the next like year, I will probably talk more and more and more about it. But it, yes, I am still writing. I am planning to do a lot more with that. I am planning to publish. Like I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say anymore. <laughs> I'm the kind of person that if I give too much away, I will give myself like the instant gratification from just talking about it that I won't follow through with it. So I don't want to say too much, but I'm working on it. I am still writing. <laughs> um, Crystal Colson says, what was up with your Satan shirt? Love your YouTube so much. Just want clarity on that. Oh, my shirt said possibly today, Satan. I'm so glad you asked this question. I feel like a lot of people don't know this about me, <laughs> but I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in Satan. I don't believe in God. Like I am not atheist. I'm not necessarily agnostic. Um, I... I mean, I would say that if I believed in God, it would be like, not the way Christian God is talked about, which I know that people know that about me. I say that very openly and very casually, but I consider God to be like the universe source, right? Where we have all come from. I don't think God is some white man in the sky. <laughs> I think that it's much different than that. I don't believe in hell. I think that if hell is real, we're currently in it. I think this is actually hell. Um, and also, I don't believe in Satan. I think Satan, personally, this is just my personal opinion. You can believe whatever you want for yourself. I'm never trying to pressure my views on you. Personally, at least the way that Satan was taught to me growing up in the Mormon faith, I will use that as an example. I feel like for me, Satan was this made up thing that basically just to scare people into complying with these weird ass rules. And that's just not me. It's never going to be me. Now, that doesn't mean I don't believe in negative energy. That doesn't mean I don't believe in demons. I just don't believe in Satan specifically. Um... And I don't believe in hell. So I think that that shirt is really more meant to be like silly. <laughs> I got it from Witchwood Bags, which is a great company. I have a few of their items. But 
instead of like, you know how people will say like, not today, Satan, the shirt says possibly today, Satan. So I knew somebody would ask me about it. I was kind of hoping that somebody would um, just because I do feel like that's kind of a controversial topic where people are like, oh my gosh, is Chloe a Satanist? Which like Satanism, I don't even have anything against that. I'm not a Satanist, but I have no problem, like no qualms. I don't, I don't care what people want to do or believe. Um, but yeah, the shirt is really meant to be more funny, like possibly today, Satan. Like, I don't know. It is meant to be more silly. It's not serious. Like, like I said, I don't even believe in Satan. Um, so thank you for asking. I'm glad I got to talk about it. Uh, Jessica Mosili said, could you do a podcast advice video on shadow work, journaling prompts for soul growth? Thank you, lovely. I would love to do that. I do think I would need to plan it out a little bit more. And that's probably why I haven't done it because most of my podcasts are done super on the fly. But um, not to pressure. This is always your choice, but I do want to let you know if you're not already uh, on my Patreon, if you become a patron at the Cosmic Pumpkin tier, I have started releasing monthly journal prompts. So, and they usually are more shadow work based. So if that's something that you're interested in, I would definitely check it out. There's going to be more to come. We just put our first one out uh, last week, I believe. So um, yeah, if you're interested in that, I have a place for it. And Florzita, Florzita, I think it's how you say that, said, what books do you read to learn astrology? Um, I read The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need by, I can't remember her first name, but her last name is Wolfolk. That one was a really great one. That one's just a great resource to have on your bookshelf. Uh, I read Moonology by Yasmin Boland. Love that book. Those are the two main books that I studied like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, because one book is huge. The only astrology book you'll ever need is huge. Um, those are the two that I have probably studied the most. Honestly, when learning astrology, yes, I do turn to books, but I feel like I watch a lot more YouTuber astrologers than anything. Like I watch, um, I can't remember her name cause I haven't watched her in a long time. I used to watch rather. I can't think of her name. If I remember it, I'll link it for you, her channel. But uh, Marin Altman, I do like. Um, I haven't watched her in a while, but she explains a lot of stuff that I liked a lot of her explanation videos. Uh, I love the Divine Venus. I think the Divine Venus does an excellent job at explaining astrology. She is, she is like top tier work. I have not seen anything like that. And I think she just does such an excellent job. Uh, I also like Stargirl the Practical Witch when she has done astrology content. Uh, I also really like, um, oh, what is her name? Her real name is Betsy. I want to say it's Fearless Intuition. Maybe she does like tarot and astrology, but some of her astrology stuff, like she'll talk about astrology when she's reading tarot sometimes. And I find that to be like really helpful. Um, there's this other guy too. There are just like so many channels. Like, honestly, I'm not even subscribed to everybody. I will literally type in the stuff I want to know into YouTube and I will just see what videos come up and I'm crazy. Okay. I'm a Gemini moon, Sagittarius rising. So I love knowledge. I love learning. I can sit and learn something new for hours and 
I don't like to be a beginner, but I love to learn. <laughs> and I will literally sit and watch YouTube videos at two times the speed because Gemini moon problems. I take things in really quickly and I'll just sit there for like five or six hours and just study astrology. Um, I, oh, 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 my favorite astrologer besides the divine Venus is probably Wonder Girl Astrology. Wonder Girl Astrology is a queen. She makes excellent videos around the new and full moons. And she like shows you on the Zodiac wheel how it works. And I just, I love her content. I've also taken a course on Udemy for Vedic astrology. I don't do Vedic astrology, but I was really curious about it a couple of years ago. And so I took a course. Um, you can do that Udemy. Usually it's, it's Udemy or Udemy. It's like Y-D-E-M-Y.com. Um, they usually have really inexpensive courses. So those, um, I'm trying to think if, there's anything else I could mention. I wish I could remember what that woman's name is that does astrology that I like. I cannot remember. I know that she is a fierce Leo though. She's her name is Sarah. Her name is Sarah. Sarah Verba. That's what she goes by on Instagram and on YouTube. Sarah Verba. She does really good astrology content too. So I just watch a lot of astrologers. <laughs> Um, and I think that that's helpful. And also, I feel like when you're really curious about something like you will learn. And on top of that, I use astrology as my as like a huge part of my craft in witchcraft. So I feel like I taught myself a lot of numerology and symbolism and um, I'm somebody that is just like such a self learner. If I want to know something, I will figure it out. Uh, and I know that that's not for everybody. Some people require more structure and want like a course on something specifically, but I will just gather every resource. I'm the same way when I cook. I love to cook. I'm a Taurus. Um, but when I make something for the first time, I will read like six different recipes and then I will just make a combination of what I read. So yeah, like I just, I don't know. Like that's just kind of how I do things. I'm a weirdo. Um, the next question comes from Nikki G and they said, what's your favorite thing about Washington state so far, which I feel like I kind of already covered. And that's basically the scenery. The scenery is fantastic. And the weather God tier. Uh, then we also have from Nikki G. How are your cats though? I would love to see a cat cameo. Um, kitty babies. They honestly, the move was hard on them. Uh, they screamed in the car, even though we took them on rides every day for like, two and a half, three weeks. Every day we took them in the car for an hour to try to get them used to the car. We gave them CBD gummies for cats, not for humans. Uh, we tried melatonin gummies for them, not gummies. They're like cat treats. I don't know why I said gummies like they're for humans. I told you I've been drinking this wine. Okay. Um, we gave them like cat treats and we used Feliway sprays. Like we tried to do so much to get these cats to be comfortable. And they screamed for the first two hours in the car. And then after the first two hours, they were silent. Um, Calcifer was actually really, really good. Like he cried very minimally on the ride over and he just sat in his carrier like a little loaf and just chilled for most of that like drive. I think the drive was about 14 hours in total without stops and or something like that, 12 to 14 hours. And he just loafed in his carrier the whole time. He was just chilling. 
Um, but yeah, lots of cat screaming. <laughs> and then I had to stay in a hotel the first night because we couldn't move in until the next day. The cats hated the hotel. Uh, it took them a little bit to settle into the house, but I do think they are significantly more comfortable now. It's been 12 days, I think that we've been in here and they are significantly more adjusted. They cuddle with us. They're happy again. They chill, they relax, they eat like they seem pretty well back to normal. Uh, but it definitely was rough on them. Like I would, I would not recommend moving that far with cats. I hope I never have to do it again. Uh, and then, um, is that the final question? Let's see. I'm going to close my Instagram app and reopen it. Okay. Two more questions. Um, spiritual or excuse me, tranquil leaves podcast says, congratulations on the move. Any advice for protection magic for your new home? So if you go to my Instagram, I actually just posted it's on my feed. There is a post on protection magic. And there's an episode that I did with Sarah Obscura, who is another practicing witch. And we talked a lot about protection magic in that episode. So I would highly encourage you listen to it. Uh, but thank you so much for your question. And then always Abbott says, how do you learn to become more spiritual? Um, I honestly feel like when I got really into my own spirituality, I do also have a couple of videos on this on my channel. Uh, if you're interested in that, I will provide a couple links down below, but going with what feels good. Like I started reading my tarot cards every day after I lost my sister in 2017. That was something that really grounded me back in this reality. And I would ground outside, get my feet in the grass every day. I meditated every day. I did deep breathing every day. I cleansed myself every day. And these were just things that I added to my morning routine. And I feel like that ultimately was like the tipping block that like led me into new forms of spirituality. And honestly, I probably need to do it again because as y'all know, I've, I've been struggling and I think that not spiritually necessarily, well, kind of in a way, I feel like I need to start adding more of that back into my life because they're like, I did start doing the artist way, which I've talked to y'all about. That's been really fantastic. But I just feel like there is, there's definitely a component of daily spirituality that is missing in my life. And I do feel like spirituality wise, like things just aren't as great as they once were for me personally, not like when it comes to my channel or things like that. Like I feel really on my vibes when I'm doing readings and stuff, but sorry if y'all hear that. I have my window cracked because it was a little hot in here. Um, and my face is a little flushy from, from drinking this wine, but, um, there was just a motorcycle going by that was kind of loud. Uh, even though I don't live on a busy street anymore, I'm so happy about that. That's probably another thing, by the way, that I love about living here is I live in like a really quiet neighborhood and I sleep like a baby, <laughs> which is not the typical from where I used to live in any case. Um, I do think just adding things into your daily life that, actually you enjoy doing because if you don't like doing it you're not gonna stick with it that's just like fact of the matter if you don't like doing it you're not gonna stick with it I would encourage even just starting to read like a chapter of a spiritual book that you enjoy every day even if that's the bible like that's fine I don't read the bible personally but if that gets you going and that's what like makes you feel spiritually connected then awesome same with like astrology books witchcraft books things like that just 
pick something, reading tarot cards every day, even if it's just one card every day. Uh, There are so many ways to integrate that. And I think ultimately you'll just build from there. Just follow your curiosity. And that is all I have for you, my beautiful pumpkins. Thank you for all of the questions. I feel like this episode has to be long. I can't see the timer. I like want to look. Oh, it's actually shorter than I thought. I've only talked for an hour. I thought for sure this podcast episode was going to be like two hours long. Not too bad. But thank you so very much for all of your questions. I appreciate it. I hope that I answered them well and to the best of my ability. And um, I'm going to go finish. See what I mean? I Well, you can't see it. But this glass of wine that I was drinking, I still have like more than half of it left. <laughs> I was, I knew. I knew if I started talking, I wouldn't drink. Uh, but I'm going to go finish this glass of wine and probably do a couple of exercises in my artist's way workbook. And I actually have to plan an artist date with myself this week. I do them every week and I have to plan one for myself for this week and I'm in totally new territory. So I have no idea where I'm going to go, but I'm going to suss that out. So in any case, I love you so much. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And don't forget to follow me on all the socials, the Patreon, the Instagram, the TikTok. Um, Obviously follow the podcast if you're not doing it already. And uh, I will speak to you all again next time. I love you so much. Bye.